Let's celebrate the Lord one more time. Awesome. You guys are good to head back to your seat. Give somebody a high five. Uh, Emily, do you mind playing? Awesome. Thanks. Awesome. God's doing something in Excel. Amen. Period. I heard a period. That was Dada. Period. Period. Turn to your neighbor and say, period. Facts. Facts. Well, once again, hi. You guys are new. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Pastor Izzy. Got what? You just want to say God bless? Go ahead, get, hit it for the one time. She said God bless. Hey, I've, I just came from Missouri. I take offense to that. All right. I want to get you guys out here soon because of the snow. Thank you guys for braving the snow. It's not that I didn't have faith in y'all, but I was like, man, some of y'all be taking a bus. Some of y'all mamas can't drive in the snow. You know, don't tell your mama I said that. Don't tell your mama I said that. Don't do it. But, uh, I'm so glad you're here. Listen, when the church doors are open, I just want to be here. Anytime the lights are on at the church, I want to be here. I just truly believe there's something special about coming together in the house of God and experiencing his power, which we just witnessed. And it's amazing. Um, When I was y'all's age, I hate that I have to say that, at March 3rd is my birthday. Notice that. <laughs> March 3rd is my birthday. Yes, I say it with an F. It's my birthday. I am turning the big 3 I'm turning 30. Yeah, I'm not old. I will literally fight every single one of you. I am trained to kill, and I won't hesitate. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Can't say that. I just threaten students on camera. No, I'm infantry now. Huh? I love that. But when I was y'all's age, I couldn't just like, like texting wasn't a thing. And I mentioned it before, but back when I was y'all's age, like you had to pay for text messages. So texting was really only for emergencies. Back in my day, we had a landline. We had a house phone. And so if you wanted to hit your girl up, you know what I'm saying? You had to call the crib. But you risk... Somebody picking up the phone. That ain't your girl. It's her daddy. It's her papi, right? I remember calling up a girl one time, thinking like, hey, remember, I'm calling you at this time, so like be available so that you know, like, I don't have to, you know, okay, don't worry, like, I got you. Don't even worry about it, okay? And I'm like, all right. All right, so I call, bring my ring, nothing. I was like, dang, is she ghosting me right now? No. Call again. And I was so dumb. I like immediately, phone picks up. I hear it on the other. I was like, dang girl, what's wrong with you? I've been trying to call you. And it was her dad. Oh, who was this? Click. I like, oh, hey. She goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I had to do that. I'm like, we're done, right? You are no longer on my top friends MySpace page, right? You are no longer in my, in my, on my top friends. But you had to call. You had to do those things. And, and I remember on MySpace as well, you had to, we had this anonymous box. They do it on Instagram now, but MySpace started it, all right? 
Some of y'all don't know what MySpace is. It was Facebook, but way cooler, way cooler. Um, they had an anonymous box that you would get on somebody's page, and most of the time, some kind of song would show up on their page and start playing, like like Umbrella by Rihanna, or like you know Fireflies from Owl City, or whatever, right? Like, and then you go on there, and if you had a crush, you know what I'm saying? You had a crush, right? You would type and be like. I see you in my fifth period English class, and every time you read out loud, my heart skips a beat. Right, right. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, I can't read out loud for nothing. Right? I'm having way too much fun. It's all right to have fun in church. But it was weird because like it was for real anonymous. Like, so I remember like there was this girl that would send me anonymous messages, and they were so poetic and they were so nice. And like I was I, I would like, you can respond. And she was in my creative writing class, and everything was great. I was so shallow for this until I realized who it was. And then we stopped talking. <laughs> I was like, I actually don't like you, which is really shallow. Don't do that. But it's awkward communicating, right? Like talking to people. Like how many of you, by show of hands, you would rather text than have a phone call? Show of hands. Okay, all right. How many of you would rather talk on the phone than text? Amen. Traditional. I like that. How many of you just don't be talking on the phone? <laughs> I just worry about me. I take care of my own business. Some of y'all don't even use like text messages or calls. Some of you communicate FaceTime. How many of you FaceTime all the time? I FaceTime. If I could FaceTime you, I'd rather do that. I'll be FaceTiming my mama. And my, I'm like, I want to talk to my mom. I want to I see my mom. She lives in Missouri, but every time now that Dottie is alive and born, now my mom, like, I don't exist to her. So I go, hola, como esta, mami? She goes, where is my girl? Get your face off the camera and put it on. I'm like, dang, okay, fine, whatever. But we find it just easy to talk to certain people, to not talk to certain people, to talk in certain ways. And, and we all kind of have our preference how we communicate in our relationships with people. Tonight, I want to talk to you and encourage you when you pray to God, you aren't sending an anonymous note on MySpace. You aren't sending an anonymous letter. He's not unaware of who is trying to talk to him because I had no idea until she was dropping hints. Your prayers are not anonymous. I love it. Love I said, he knows exactly who you are. And knows exactly what you need. So tonight we're talking about prayer. What it is. Why we should do it. It's going to be very quick. So if you're taking notes, pull them out right now. So tonight's message, briefly, is called Pray Like This. Everybody say pray. Everybody say like. And everybody say this. With a D, this. Pray like this. How pretty is that? Pray like this. Jesus is giving one of his most epic speeches of all time. The Sermon on the Mount. We find this in Matthew. And he's talking about various subjects. Right? We talk about, he talks about the Beatitudes. If you don't know what that is, it's all right. He even talks about divorce. He's like, let me just sprinkle some of that in there. In the middle of one of Jesus' greatest sermons, there's this beautiful interruption where Jesus takes a moment to talk about how to pray. Prayer. 
he gives us guidance in Matthew for what that looks like. So we're going to turn to Matthew 6. Say Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 through 14. Matthew chapter 6. Go there now. Go there now. If you need to turn your Bible on, your Glow Bible, turn your phone on, put, pull the Bible app up. If you have a physical Bible, like me, pull that out, period, because I'm old. Okay, Army Bible. But if you don't have a Bible and you don't have an app, we have something called the Sky Bible. The Sky Bible is the big old screen behind me. That's the Sky Bible. But Jesus in this moment is teaching us how to pray. And so let's read it. You ready? If you're ready, say who? Matthew 6, starting with verse 5 says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they might be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask. Amen. He says, verse 9, Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I love that. What's happening right now? Jesus is teaching us to pray. Now, when Jesus gives a crash course on something, that's something to pay attention to, right? When Pastor Izzy, eh, no, I'm just playing. You should pay attention. I prayed about this. I really believe God wants to do this. But when Jesus says, hey, do this the way I do it, that's something to think about. That's something to pay attention to. Let me pray. God, these are your words in Scripture, not mine. I didn't write them, so don't let me preach them in a way you didn't intend it to be preached. Tonight, God, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would continue to move every part of this room, God, as we learn about what it means to talk to you like our friend, because you are, in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen. First, let me say what praying is not. Okay, praying is not so that we are seen by others, but that we are seen by God. Prayer is not like, you're like, but you're literally praying on a microphone in front of everybody. That's my job. I'll fight you. You can do this, right? He's talking about in this moment, people that just go out to be seen by people so that they see how righteous or how undignified they are and Jesus is like, that's not it. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's not it. That's not it. He also mentions a reward. I want you to know this. Prayer, prayer is not for reward. 
It's for relationship. So prayer is not to be seen by others. I don't pray up here so that you see me pray. As a, as, a, as a shepherd and as a pastor, I pray on the microphone so that I can teach you and show you what prayer looks like. But it's not for the sake of you watching and hearing me pray. And I don't also pray just for a reward. Like this isn't a game show. If I do A, B, and C, I get all the other things. I get rewarded. And prayer, the reward from prayer, if anything, is relationship is relationship. When it comes to praying every day, I want to give you very quickly three things to help guide your time based on Matthew. You're like, another three-point sermon. All right, here's three things. And three is pretty easy to remember. It's better than seven, right? I could give you ten, and we could do this for eight more months. I want to give you three. Because last week we talked about responding Right? When God speaks, we what? Come on, say it with me. We what? When God speaks, we respond. We just got done with our series, Help for the Hustle. Meaning, we feel like at the beginning of the year, we have to just start hustling. We start, we got to get going. We got, we, we got goals to achieve and dreams to do. And I've got to post it on Instagram. I got all these things that I need to do. I need to show people that I'm out here grinding, getting paper. And I'm like, slow down. Slow down. Take a moment. God wants to help you. God wants to help you. And there's a, this thought that if, if because I have to work hard and grind and, and put in the time, the blood, sweat, and tears to get what I need here, then I have to do that with God. And God's like, no, 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 I just want you to be with me. You don't have to strive. You don't have to hustle. So we talked about responding. So what does it mean to respond? And, and so I, I touched on it last week. I was like, okay. We're responding, and we pray in this moment. And then I'm like, well, what if there's somebody here that actually doesn't know what praying is? I, as, as a Christian for the majority of my life, right, there was a BC. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. I'll fight you. I'll cut you. But I don't ever remember somebody sitting down and be like, hey, Izzy, here's how you pray. And so I wanted to do that for you. Because... When my prayer life grew, I started to see God more and more in my life. When my prayer life grew, my relationship with God started to grow deeper. Got a, a deeper understanding. So number one, say number one. It's this. Keep it simple. When you pray, how do I start praying? Well, first of all, Let's keep it simple. In the army, we say kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Y'all are not stupid. Only the infantry. All right. Engineer Corps. God wants you to talk to him like a best friend. Big, fancy words, right? Don't make your prayers big and fancy. It's just hot air. A lot of us feel the pressure to be eloquent in our speech towards God. Notice this. Can you throw up? Uh, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles. Here's what he's saying. Like, don't just jumble a bunch of words up. 
Don't try to use every big word you know in the dictionary. Some of y'all don't even know how, how to use half of them, all right? Or maybe you do. Maybe you're smarter than me. What Jesus is saying here is that that stuff doesn't make your prayer any more purposeful or powerful. It's like you can add as many words as you want. It's not going to make me listen more. You want to know what makes a prayer purposeful and powerful? It's sincerity. I know we get very intimidated when, when we get asked to pray because we're like, what do I say? Well, I would say this. You're talking to somebody that is real. You're talking to somebody that loves you, wants the best for you. So in the same way you would talk to a friend, a parent, same way you talk to God. When I talk to Ariel, I'm not my wife, if y'all didn't know, Pastor Ariel. She's a cute blondie that's walking around. That's me. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm not trying to use and impress her with words because she doesn't care. She just wants sincerity. One of the best prayers I've heard are actually from junior hires. Where are my jaywalkers at? Yay, yay. Camo squad. I love it because when you get older, you get in your head more. And I was at this retreat, and there's this junior hire at the altar. It's like, I need God to help me with this. I said, well, let's pray. I was like, actually, man, can... I'm going to pray for you, but can you pray for yourself? Like, call like call on God yourself. Like, you say something, right? I'm not just, I, we're both important to God. So, okay. He says, hey, 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 God, it's me. I need your help. I know you can do it. In Jesus' name, amen. And I cried. Where in my life, where in our lives, did those simple, honest prayers go? I think we try to convince ourselves that the, that the more we say in our prayers, that the more the grandeur of some of the things we say, the more scripture we quote. Now, don't get me wrong. There's power in quoting scripture. I'd rather you quote one with all of your heart then 10 with some doubts. He said, I just need your help. That's prayer. That is, a, that is an amazing prayer. So if you don't know where to start, keep it simple. Say, keep it simple. Hey, God, I need your help. I heard you can do it. Can you do it for me? Number two, start with God. Start with him. So when it comes to actually praying, some of the words that come out of your mouth, and, and the Bible really, this isn't in my notes, you're not going to see this, but the Bible really gives us one way to enter into God's presence. Who knows what it is? Enter into his presence with what? Thanksgiving. This is him saying there's only one way. I want you to enter into my presence. The same way that you would enter into this room. It's with gratitude. It's with thanksgiving. So when you start praying, if you've never really prayed before, you kind of don't know what you're doing, 
You can say, hey, God, it's me. Thanks. It's me. So, God, thank you. That's it. God, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for the breath in my lungs. Thank you for my family, although they begin on my nerves. Thank you for the job I have. Thank you for the one person that comes to Starbucks with that extra drink every time. And they'd be getting mad at us for every time we misspelled our names or whatever, Lord. Just thank you for them because they'd be teaching me patience. Can I get amen, Kiana? Amen. Say, God, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Perfect prayer. Honest prayer. So when you keep it simple, start with God. And I want, I want to talk about this too. Prayer doesn't start with your wish list. Prayer doesn't start with your wish list, right? So I, I love this. I love this. It begins with recognizing who God is and how big God is and our need for him. Notice when Jesus starts to pray, he says, our father, not my, our, say our, he's a heavenly father. And if your earthly father knows how to give good gifts and they're evil when it comes to sin, how much more can your heavenly father do? Our father. He's recognizing in that moment who God is. God is big and he can do anything. And he can handle some of the toughest things you say. If you're angry, you're you're mad. God, I thought you were going to help. But now my parents are getting divorced. Where are you? Honest prayer. And it's not going to offend God. It's going to allow God as you empty yourself to fill you. And number three, last point, and the band can get up. It's about your heart. It's about your heart. What's about your heart? Prayer. Prayer is about your heart. I didn't say needs. Those come. Because don't get me, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying you can't bring your needs to God. But what I am saying that your praying is not your Amazon uh, cart. It's not an Amazon Prime cart. All right, God, here are all the things I need. Pay for it. If anything, he already did. He gave a son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you. And what happened when Jesus was resurrected is eternal access to God was granted to us. What we used in, before praying like this wasn't accessible. God wasn't accessible like this. There were traditions and and there were laws and there was a veil that separated us from God. We weren't able to do this. But because of Jesus paying the ultimate price and the veil being torn top to bottom, God is inviting you in saying, hey, it's Marie. I just want to talk to you. 
and I love hearing your voice. That's what God is saying to all of us. He just wants to talk to you. So it's not a wish list. It's not a magic lamp. It's not a letter to Santa. It's a conversation. Everybody say conversation. It's a conversation with God. I want you to listen to this. Prayer is not about motivating God to change. It's about changing our hearts to connect with his. Because how many times, some of us older that are a little bit more mature in prayer, how many times when we start praying, ultimately there's an undertone where we are actually trying to change God's mind and change God's heart. I like that. We're ultimately trying to change him. When in reality, what God is saying is, hey, I'm the same. If there's anything that needs to change, it's you. Your heart needs to change to reconnect with mine. Because when we reconnect with God's heart, we will pray about the things he cares about. Could it be that we pray about things that aren't as important? So it's it's a conversation that we have that says, God, whatever's important to you, let it be important to me. But how are you going to know it's important to him if you don't talk to him? A lot of us get frustrated with prayer because we think either God's not listening or he just doesn't want to talk to me. I don't believe that. I'm going to go off notes here, but when I was in eighth grade, I prayed one of the most honest prayers I've ever prayed. I remember I went through a season in my life where I felt like God didn't like me. I felt like I was screwing up at things. I was a horrible student. I was mixed in with the wrong crowd, wearing the wrong colors, doing hood rat things that I thought was cool, messing around with females, trying to find things to fulfill me, and I realized none of it is happening. But now that I've done all these things, I was like, God, why would you want to talk to somebody like me? Why would you want to be around somebody like me that makes mistake after mistake after mistake? And I would go to church. I would go to youth group just like this. I want everybody to look. If you're having side conversations, it's a very important moment. I remember just feeling even though I was in a community of believers and I was in God's presence, that he was here for everybody but me. He was here for everyone but me. And I had reached my boiling point. I got to a point where I was like, I'm tired of it. And I want to hear from you. And I remember getting in this tiny little room in our apartment on the corner on the third floor of Addison and Lockwood. There's an apartment building and on the third floor there's a tiny little room And I turned on my Xbox, and we had a worship album that was playing. And as it was playing music, I started to cry. And there weren't weren't any words coming out, but I started to cry because in my heart, I just, I felt angry. I felt abandoned. I, I hear about all these stories about God answering other people's prayers, but what about mine? What about mine? What about me? And I remember I got to a place in the room where God's presence flooded it and all I could do 
was lay on my face. And the tears came, and they came, they poured out of my face, and I'm soaking the carpet. And I finally, when I was able to say words, I said, God, why don't you like me? Because if you liked me, you would talk to me. And as I'm laying there, I hear the door to my, this room creak open. And it was my dad. And my dad was a, is a military man. He doesn't do the mushy crybaby stuff. He opens the door. He goes, hey, are you okay? I was like, no. And I remember I flipped over to my back and I, I did this because I didn't want him to see me weak. I didn't want him to see his son being a crybaby. He goes, what's wrong? I said, why doesn't, why doesn't God like me? Why doesn't he like me? Why, when I pray, why, why doesn't he answer me? And I've never had a moment with my dad like this. So this was very interesting. And so I heard, I had my eyes closed and I heard the door close. And I cried harder because I was like, look, even my earthly father doesn't want to be in the same room as me. He's got, look, he left. I just told him how I felt and he left. I cried harder. Oh, I cried harder. Flowing down my eyes and I finally, after like maybe a minute, I remember I opened my eyes and my dad was on his face with me. He was literally, as I was laying down, he never left. He never left. He was there on his face with me, praying for me in the spirit. I was like, wow. And he just, we cried together. And that was it. There was no hug. There was no, this is your moment. There was nothing. And it wasn't until years later when I realized that was God answering my prayer. All I wanted to be was seen. All I wanted to be was heard. And he used my earthly father, my dad, to come into a space where I was most vulnerable when I said the most sincere prayer and God showed up with my dad, invaded our space, and my dad didn't hold my hand. He was just there. He was with me. And so I want you to know tonight when you pray, God doesn't shut the door on you. A lot of you think that God doesn't want to hear what you have to say. But just like my dad, he closed the door and he's with you. And then in the moments where you need help the most, in the moments where you are crying out, in the moment where you feel like nobody's listening, in the moment when you feel like you are at your rope's end, there God is. He is with you. And so our prayers, there's nothing special about that prayer that I prayed. I didn't even quote scripture. I didn't say Pastor Izzy's three-point sermon in my prayer. I said, God, I feel like you don't like me and I want to know why. And through my earthly father, he showed me that he loves me, that he's with me, that he's for me, and that when I cry, he cries.
Like at any moment that I need him, he's there. I want to tell you tonight, when you pray, God hears you. And in the same way that my dad heard me from the hall, he didn't just peek in and leave. He entered into the space that I was occupying. So when you pray, God doesn't just walk by and hear, oh, that's awesome. He opens the door. He wants to know what's wrong. And then he just wants to be with you. So when you pray, keep it simple. Start with God. Start with him. And finally, man, what's my third point? Can you throw it up there? It's about your heart. I shared nothing special other than what was in my heart. And God moved. So cross this place. Let's stand. Because I want to give you time to do this. I, I can't talk about and preach about praying without giving you an opportunity. So I understand tonight, again, you're like, man, Pastor Izzy, that was emotional. I never want to use emotion to manipulate you. I don't want to use emotion to just get you to do something to make me feel like I'm a better preacher. I cry because I know that there's some of you here and you feel like your prayers are just hitting a wall. And I want to encourage you tonight that God, when you pray, he will occupy the space you're in and the presence of the Lord will be in your space. And so here's what I want to do. You can stay in your seat, but I would ask you for the next five, maybe less minutes and leaders, let's help students focus in on this. This isn't a time to use a bathroom. This isn't a time to hang out with their friends or talk because God is obviously moving this place and he wants to speak to you. And we'll talk maybe next week about what God's voice sounds like. But in this moment, I just believe the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you tonight. So what we're going to do is we're just going to spread. I want like the altar is going to be open for you. We're going to sing that song just nice and nice. We're going to spread out all across the room. I want you to find a spot. You can sit. You can stand. Maybe some of you tonight need to lay down like I did and cry. We're just going to have a time where we practice prayer. So again, this isn't a time to just zone out or get on your phone. This is a time to actually practice what we talked about. Keep it simple. Start with God and know that it's just about your heart. I'm doing this because I believe believe in prayer because it's relationship. It's how how you and God talk. And so as we lead the way, leaders, students included, go ahead, find a place to stay right now. Just go ahead and just start spreading across the room. Now is not the time to pray with somebody. This is you. This is you and God. This is you and his relationship. There'll be time for praying with each other. You can stay in your seats. You can, you can go about the room. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. And some of you, this may be your first time praying, and that's okay. I just want you to keep it simple. I want you to start with thanking God, then go into whatever it is you need him to do, and then end with thanksgiving. As they sing and as they play, you pray. You pray. The Bible says the prayers of the righteous, us, are powerful and effective. God will hear us. So right now, as I pray, you start praying, Lord, 
We're so thankful that when we seek you, we find you. Lord, we're so thankful that if we were to seek you with all of our hearts, you would be found by us. You're not hiding from us. You are not hiding from us. You want to be near to us. And so, Lord, in this moment, as we practice prayer, Lord, help us keep it simple. Help us start with you. Help us be thankful. Help us be honest. And, Lord, help us speak from the heart. Get really get really down to what it is we need you to do in our lives and how we really feel. In Jesus' name, come on, let's continue to pray. Let's continue to pray.